This is Thoughts on the Table by DisgracesOnTheMenu.com. Hello and welcome to the audio blog. Paolo here for another episode of Thoughts on the Table with Gino de Blasio. Hi Gino, good morning, good afternoon actually today. How are you? I'm not too bad. Good morning to you, Paolo. How are you? Good. Today we, we, we connected in the afternoon for Gino, morning for me. Much better, I have to say. <laughs> so today... Everybody if, feels more way. Yes, if more ourselves, I think, I hope. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, yeah, today a different topic. Today we, we're going to talk about slow food and fast food. And, uh, and Gino, you, you were saying you would like to start from some, uh, with, with some history, uh, the slow food movement. Yeah, I think... Um, It's a fantastic area, a fantastic moment in um, food history. Um, you have to go back to, this is me now storytelling, so, so kids, try and keep awake. Uh, so you have to go really back to the mid-1980s. Um, it was a time where you know, capitalism, free market economics was, was rife. You had the Reagan era in the States, the Thatcher era in the UK, Um, it was really at the forefront of, of thinking and communism was being you know, broken down from, um, from the East uh, slowly and surely. So you have to think of this very bubbling time of what you could regard as really a capitalist machine, a capitalist model. And what was behind that really in terms of food was fast food. Now, in 1986, so at the height of this capitalism, the golden arches of McDonald's set Carlo Petrini into, yeah. into shock. Yeah, Italy already had uh, some fast food chains. There was in, uh, in the north, I don't know if it was widespread all over Italy or not, a chain called Burghi. Uh, yes. A few of us yeah. would remember, Burghi is Italian pronunciation of Burghi. And um, you're right, fast food was up and coming, and a lot of people were... Um, interested. Yeah, there was this fascination because culturally you, you just look at the films that were being produced mm -hmm. um, in, the in 1980s Italy. It, it was probably what you would say at its um, lowest in terms of quality. So foreign, foreign films yeah. were all the rage, you know, and, and if you look at the 1980s films, they were, they were really highlighted by the Spielberg era. Yes. You know, the, the Back to the Futures, which was so popular. I mean, it was popular everywhere, but in Italy, people were talking about the DeLorean because they were so fascinated about yeah. the car. All, all these things, and, and that's what it was embodying. That's what it was trying to capture. And mm -hmm. I think Italy was trying to capture it through this, this idea of the food. And, and so basically, Carlo Petrini, he started this movement in 1986 because McDonald's opened on the Spanish steps. And that was his first McDonald's, is that right? That was the first McDonald's, I think that was the first McDonald's in Italy. In Italy, that's time. right. And it was, in a lot of ways, being accepted. You know, <laughs> this will be the norm. And that's what uh, Petrini um, was against. Um, right. In effect, he was against this idea that food isn't being savoured, both in the preparation and in the execution and in the tasting. Mm -hmm. So he conjured up this brilliant uh, movement called the slow food movement. And really, the way to think of it is take the recipes from old, from yesteryear. Mm -hmm. You know, we've spoken about it in the previous podcast, La Cucina Povera. 
those elements, but bring it to uh, the forefront of our imaginations again. You know, we spoke last week about uh, the porpette in mm-hmm. the sauce. You know, that is the slow. That is slow food. Um, so all of these things, which are classical home and rustic dishes, that's what the slow food movement started to bring back to our imaginations. Yeah. And it, it, it was it was moving away from this capitalistic drive, um, and a lot of people see it as this anti-globalization movement. Yeah, that's part of which, it. In terms of food, it actually is because it's taking the local ingredients, um, local chefs, and and bringing it all together. And 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 I, I speak with a smile in my voice because it is a fantastic, fantastic movement and one which I think can be unique to every nation. Yes, um, it, it's it's absolutely amazing. And and I think you know if you were to look at, um, for example, um, there's a. Uh, can I say his name, uh, the celebrity chef? Yeah, uh, of course you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jamie Oliver, um, with his Ministry of Food, mm-hmm. that is almost getting into the slow food movement in some regards. That's about actually growing your own food, about making things basic in the kitchen yeah. um, and giving people like the cooking lessons, which is what the slow food movement has become in Italy with Petrini's latest um, Eat Italy. Yes. So it's, yeah. it's that one word, Eat Italy, all as one, Italy. Mm-hmm. And these are big complexes where people can go to learn about how you grow your food, how you eat your food, where your food chain comes from. And it's all part of this movement, which is really, like you say, it's just trying to dig back into the past and say, this is what it is. Um, fantastic yeah. to have it. It's also behind the Salone del Gusto, the Salon of Taste, uh, that takes place in turn uh, in October. I think it's every two years. Um, every two so. years. Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading something about like how it was. They 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 have all these competitions of regional regional cuisine yeah. uh, in in some of the things. I mean, in your experience, um, mm-hmm. fast food in Italy, apart from the you know the burger of of the eighties, how is it regarded? How do you see it as being considered? Well, a lot of Italian food is fast by nature. A pizza takes 90 seconds to cook. So fast food doesn't necessarily mean uh, a bad thing. Um, there are a lot of uh, chains that do produce some kind of, uh, of fast food. It can be considered the autogrill, autogrill uh, chain oh, yeah. or spizzico, ciao. Uh, these are owned by large organizations. Yeah, probably the slow food movements will have a lot against them. However, uh, in my opinion, they do make something that is uh, quite authentic, and yeah. overall, they they provide a service which is which is useful uh, when you're traveling and often you're driving around Italy. Uh, stopping at the Autogrill is a very refreshing experience, and sometimes you may even have a good meal. Um, actually, often you do have a good meal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the one thing which, uh, I mean, this is probably for another podcast about service station meals. Oh, yeah. But, the, but uh, the, the, yeah, there's a whole podcast in it. But the one thing that I will always get from my friends who have traveled to Italy, mm-hmm. if they've ever had to drive a car, there'll always be two stories. Firstly, how they were scared for their lives <laughs> whilst driving. <laughs> and, the, and the second one is how good, how well they ate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it is, it is it, it's amazing. I mean, you get such a variety and it, it's so cheap, which is the complete opposite to, well, you know, 
in England, mm-hmm. where it's you know you're looking at four times the price of what it would normally cost, and it tastes absolutely awful. Um, <laughs> so, well, yes. I think the auto grill is relatively cheap compared to a restaurant, but is um, fairly priced. Um, I'll have to say it's, it's not at the level of um, of other fast food chains where uh, really the race for the lowest possible price seems to always be there. And it frankly shocks me to see you can get a burger from 175 and um, one eats that not because um, it's the best way to use the dollar 75, but because it's the fastest, the easiest way. Yeah. I mean, I noticed there's more McDonald's in Italy. Yeah. Um I think, you know, people have become more accustomed to it. McDonald's has had to change its menu for Italy. Mm-hmm. It's now offering pasta, which you won't find in England. So I think it's trying to cater for the local palate, palate as of well. Course. Also, yeah. there is a place for uh, each chain, um, especially in, in the big cities, um, when people uh, live, you know, a, a very frenetic life and they need to get from place A to place B and grab lunch in between. Yeah, and I think, you know, as long as the market demands it, there'll always be a McDonald's, yeah. you know, or, or, or a Burger King. Or, yeah, I keep on saying McDonald's, but I think... Oh, yeah, it's not just... A generic, generic yeah. fast food yeah. equivalent, um, which is why speed seekers come about. Yeah. Because people wanted a piece of pizza. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's yeah. a great idea. It's a grab and go. It's, yeah, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's not the pizza which my pizzaiola makes. No, absolutely. And it's but admittedly, also, I get much better customer service from a speedseeker than I do from my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm, us- I'm usually getting a lot, a lot of, of tro- into a lot of trouble with my pizzaiola. <laughs> we, we should be talking sometime about, about um, customer service or oh, in restaurants. That's podcast. Yeah, we've, got, yeah. we've got service stations, customer service. Yeah. I wrote articles on on both on my blog. You can you can read um, about um, my, my view of Autogrill and my view of yeah. customer service in restaurants. Um, a lot of interesting considerations, I think, and one can make, um, and, and a good a good travel guide for for people that wanna they wanna visit Italy and venture themselves into um, what customer service is or isn't, uh, because. Yeah. It's all relative. We, I think we're used to it um, a little bit too much in Italy. Personally, yeah. I, I think it uh, could be better. Yeah. Um, but at the same time... I don't think it'd be hard to improve. No, uh, it wouldn't be hard so, to improve. So, see, we, I, I'm the first to admit it, and I am sorry. I apologize to all the people that didn't get treated uh, the way they do at home. Um, however, people go to restaurants um, for the food uh, more than for the hospitality. And, um, you know, you go to somebody who is the, the owner. It's not your host necessarily. <laughs> It's the person yeah. that, that owns the place and you sort of uh, adapt to their customs and their rules as long as they feed you what uh, you know yeah. they can make and make really well. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're willing to put up uh, with that. But, yeah, we should talk about it some other time. So much to say. <laughs> so much. So, we, yeah. we've, we've spoken at large about really the slow food movement. We've touched upon the fast food movement. Where do, where do you see Italy now mm-hmm. um, gaining? Do you see it turning more towards the slow food or do you think there will be a cultural shift to more fast food orientated mentality? What do you see happening? 
I think that the slow food doesn't need to be a movement in Italy necessarily. Uh, there is a, a, a large uh, resistance built in with the mm. Italians. Um, fast food will naturally be there and, and grow, reach its, its potential, but it won't take over slow food. There is no such risk. Um, you may even start to see a Starbucks, just to name some mm. more brands in this episode. But I don't think espresso will ever be lost in there and yeah. the many uh, non-chains that, that make fantastic espresso in every Italian city. Um, there's no risk because of this. Such a, a base palette that is entrenched in, in the people from Italy. It will occupy as much room as the Italian allow it to occupy. And then uh, yeah. the rest will still be family dining and, uh, and traditional restaurants. I, I, cer- I mean, I certainly agree. I certainly think coffee... Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't think I'll ever see a Starbucks, but I don't ever think I'll see the fruition of Starbucks or other large chains. I mean, I think one of the big things would be trying to make people queue for their coffee. I can't see that in Italy. I don't think that would go down well uh, because of the culture where you walk in, you stand at the bar, within a minute you've got your espresso. Yeah, Uh, the, The word espresso means quick. Yes, um, this morning I went to have a coffee in a chain and it took me you know, nearly eight minutes to get served. For and there was, only one, there was only one person in front of me. So it was like, that just couldn't happen. I mean, it just... <laughs> yeah, that's where, you know, it's the double-edged sword of good customer yeah. service. If they're too good with the person in front of you, it may get very, very slow. Yeah. So, no, in Italy so, it wouldn't be acceptable. So yeah, yeah. You, you know what, what you gain, you know what you lose too, because there's no way yeah. you can... Uh, you can have um, a conversation with your barista because it's got to yeah. move. It's got to get on the next one really quickly. As, yeah. as my granddad will say to me on many occasions, most things in Italy are slow apart from the cars and the coffee. <laughs> so, so, you know, I think, I think that's, that's different. I, I mean, coming back to where we see, you know, Italian food moving, I think what would make, be successful is something which is almost marketed really on a slow food ideology. Mm-hmm of, you know, the produce that we get is from a 10-mile radius from here. Uh, things like that. I think that would that would see more success. Yeah, the eating local idea, yeah. I think, would be welcome. It does already happen. In Italy, we're fairly lucky that we can grow a lot of uh, produce locally. Uh, not yeah. all of it, but uh, some um, more than other more northern uh, countries where it, it's harder to produce locally without expensive greenhouses. I think uh, it may become more of a trend to advertise that and, uh, and, and enforce it. Yes, yeah. Gino, I think we got to the end yeah. of this episode. Um, it was a very sure. fascinating discussion for me. I've learned a lot researching about it and uh, talking about it with you, Gino, uh, this morning. And <laughs> I hope the people listening have enjoyed it and we're looking forward to your feedback as usual. Uh, please contact us. There's several ways on the website, on my blog, disgracesonthemenu.com, on Gino's blog, itosi.wordpress.com as well as through our Twitter and Facebook handles. You'll find them very easily on the websites. Thanks very much for listening. We'll get back to you with another episode shortly. Bye-bye. Take care.